Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. All right, Father, thank you for your blessing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Are you glad to be around? All right. Turn with me to Jeremiah. Just want to share something briefly with you. I believe you're all tired. Chapter 2. Tonight I want to talk about the shameful beloved. The shameful beloved. Hallelujah. Excited. Are you glad to be here? Now, I want to give you a bit of advice. Those of you who are, are you people interested in ministry? Who are those here tonight? How many are interested in the ministry? You're all interested in ministry. If you are not interested in ministry, you will not enjoy my messages. What do you think? Huh? The Bible says the greatest of these is love. And therefore the greatest weapon, strategy, force that can be applied in ministry is love. All kinds of love. Loving God, loving the people, loving one another, so that we all form one big family of lovers, lovers incorporated. Amen. All right? Now, God wants to have a relationship with us. All right? Are you there? God wants to have a relationship with us. And in that relationship, he wants to um, have love with us. Feel love. Walk in love. Are you ready for that? We say we are ready. But does it mean we are ready? Now, he wants us to love him. And nothing else. Any other love we have must be because of the love we have for God. All right? Are you there? So even if we love one another, it must be because we love Him. Amen. Are you there? So tonight, 
as I share about the shameful beloved, I'm sharing, we'll end in songs of Solomon. We always end in the songs. All right, for those of you who've been coming on, on the next chapter of Songs of Solomon. But for those of you um, who've been coming, we've been sharing about love. I think last week, what did we talk about? Time of love. There's a time of love. God shows you love at a particular time. There's a time, even in your own relationships. The love you have in beloved doses, you cannot have it in marriage. One day I was talking to a certain beloved and I told him he wanted to marry immediately. I told him two things. I said, first, it's a good sign that he wants to marry now. But secondly, you shouldn't force too much to marry too quickly. You should enjoy the beloved doses. Because at the time of love, it's different. <laughs> After the time of love is passed, another time comes. A time of existence. <laughs> time of realities. And other things. There are some people who were receiving letters daily and nightly. In the time of love. Upon entering the marriage, these letters have ceased. I mean, there are people who will sit on this side and in order to send a letter from this side to that side of the church, in the same church, do you know whom they will send? DHL, from here to here. It's a time of love. (laughs) No, I'm I'm talking about seriously. I said, from this side... To this side, they use DHL. <laughs> so, how many of you don't have that tape yet? The time of love. Most of you don't have it. Make sure you get a copy because you won't. You see, the services, the way they are, you can even me, I don't know what I preach about. I don't even know what I preach about. The other day, I was trying to. Uh, write a bit about what I um, preach once here this evening says the builders anointing I realized that I couldn't write it because it was just an anointing for that evening there were very powerful services the builders anointing oh but some of them you can have it if you build it huh? you can't write them it's not easy to write. The, yes. You can't even write it. So you, you need to get the tapes. You need to live through. And some of them, 
some of you, you've reached a place, you don't have to listen to tapes. You have to watch such smaller group videos. Just put on the video and watch the video. There is something about watching an anointed person ministering, which is different from hearing, even teaching. At first, I, I only thought that watching video helps you with miracle, this, that, and so on. But there's, a, there's also something about watching like a service like this on video throughout. It will do something. Yeah. You see, the ministry is more than what you see. That verse, Romans 8.28, it has a lot of meaning. It says, all things work together for good. The good you seek in the ministry takes a lot of things that work together. Not just one thing. One day I took some people to the gardens where we prayed. Do you see? And when they saw it, the only comment they made was that, one person made a comment that, when you see somebody, you will never know the other things that are behind the person or the scene that make the ministry what it is. And usually it's not one thing. It is all things or many things. Yeah. So may you have all things that you need to have. And may all the things work together. Amen. So some of these services, they cannot be written. You cannot write it. Even what I'm going to share with you today is probably the only key in its category. Oh yeah. It's probably the only key in its category that has a power of a roadblock with police. Do you know roadblock? Yeah. That is when you are moving off the anointing and the line of God is the only roadblock. This particular message. And it's probably very short. I don't know. If, if I finish in the next five minutes, we'll close. Once I read it and I realize I've finished, then we'll just be over. And it's about the shameful beloved. As the thief is ashamed when he is found. So is the house of Israel ashamed. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 28. As the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings and princes, and their priests, and their prophets, Saying to a stock, Thou art my father. Hmm? And to a stone, Thou hast brought me forth. For they have turned their back unto me, and not their face. But in the time of trouble, they will say, Arise and save us. But where are their gods? That thou hast made thee. Let them arise. If they can save thee. In the time of thy trouble. For according to the number of thy cities. Are thy gods. O Judah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. Wonderful. Verse 12. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horrified, and be very desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns of broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now, the shameful beloved is a lover who exchanges her love for something that it should not be exchanged for. Huh? What do you think? Do you think so? Exchanging your lover for somebody you should not exchange your lover for. Huh? What do you think? I think you all know that, isn't it? So you've understood the message. So what I'm trying to say is that the main person we are dealing with is God. He loves us and he wants us to love him and not anything else. There are very easy examples of this, but there are higher examples which I want to go into tonight. The easy examples are Instead of us as a church or as pastors loving God, we love the things he gives to us. Let's say we love the money he blesses us with. He love the, we love the cars he gives us. We love the peace he gives us. We love the prosperity. So sometimes when we are coming to church, we are not even coming to worship God but we are coming to get more of the things that he gives. We have made God like a petrol station. Nobody here loves Shell or Goyle or Mobile. We just want what they have to bring. What do you think? Yes. For a short time. You understand? One day I told somebody, he came to ask me for something. His face was like this. Then he came to ask and then I said, you know, we don't have it, we can't give. Then he just turned around and when I said, look, you cannot just have an attitude of, I just come for what I need. And then after that, I'm gone. You have to be interested in the human beings in the system. Just, I'm just there. I need this. You don't have, okay, bye. Then you are gone. No. God is not a fool. That's one of the things that I think we need to learn. I think God there, we really think he's a fool. Yeah. He can see. And when you see a church full of money lovers, lovers of things, lovers of blessings, what we call blessings, we have fallen in love with that. Yeah. And, and that's what he's saying that as a thief who is caught is ashamed, My people are ashamed because the love has shifted from him to things he gives. Huh? Is that not so? Yeah. Our love has shifted away. And you are saying to a stone, you are my father. A stone is being told, you are my father. 
How can a stone be your father? But that is where we have reached. The thing which he provided, we are praising that thing. And we are saying it is our father. It is our God. We will do anything for it. That's why pastors are under so much pressure to be business analysts. It's true. Pastors are under pressure to preach things that are no more divine. President Rollins can preach in some of our churches easily. President Kufo can preach in our church, some of our churches easily. Minister of Defense can give a speech and it will sound just like the sermon. Yeah. Kofi Wayo can give us good advice. Oh, yeah. Kofi Wayo speaks a lot of sense. Oh. He, has, he has a lot. One day I heard him talking, you know, he said, we don't, we don't, need, we don't need all these uh, PhDs, PhDs and these people. He said there was a time in Ghana, you could tell your clock the time by the time the bus comes. And Ghana was being run by people who have not been to university. And they were, they were just common people who, white people and people who were running these bus, buses and so on. They're just, I mean, common people with a middle school or whatever. And they were running, the whole place was running like clockwork. I said, we don't need PhD in Oxford and this and that and that. And we have all of them, PhDs and what, they're all sitting there. And what are they doing? You cannot even move people from a pavement. Don't let me go into the political or political. Law. We don't need PhD to run a country. Yeah. We don't need education. We need practical people. Yeah. And I was happy when I heard that Professor Frimpong Boateng is trying to be the president. I was happy. I was happy for two reasons. Yeah. The first reason is that he's a very practical person. If we go to Kolebu, he has forced to build a cardiothoracic unit for us. And uh, he's built Kolebu's nicer. More practical things have been done there. Do you see? He's a practical leader. So that's my first reason. The second reason was I was happy to see a doctor who is leaving his work to go and do politics or something else. Now we are a lot. <laughs> now I know, I know five doctors. Actually, I know six, but the sixth one you don't know, and you don't know about him, so I will not mention. But I know five doctors who want to be president. Medical doctors. Oh, yeah. Number one, Professor Frimpong Boatin. And somebody will ask, so who is going to operate on our hearts? Why should the government train you for years and you leave it to go and do political campaign? Can you imagine the campaigning he has to do for the next two years? Okay. 
The second doctor is Professor Akosa, who also wants to be president. He was also a pathologist, specialist. Huh? Yeah. Pathologist. How many people can do that work? The third person is Dr. Mahama. Who has tried about three times. Has left his gynecological clinic. We need gynecologists in Ghana. Very few. The fourth person is Dr. Adokufo. The president's brother, I am sure he is going to hear. I have not heard him say, but I'm sure he will be one of the presidential candidates for MPP. And the fifth person is Dr. Atta Kennedy, who he was the NUCS president when we were in university. He's, he's a doctor in Canada, all over, and so on. He's come, he has left all. He has left all. He has left everything. He has sacrificed everything for the nation. So now nobody should talk about me again. Nobody should say my matter again in this world. Oh, clap for me, clap for me. Nobody should talk about me again. I have company. What do you think? Talk about yourselves. What that to talk about? Amen. How did we get into that? I don't even know. Hmm? I was saying that some of these people can preach in our churches. They don't have to even to be Christians. I mean, in order to preach like some of the messages we are preaching. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, you have to bring one of them. And they will fit in easily, fully. Because we, we are under pressure as pastors to live divine, mystical things and say things which make people get cars, money, and do their businesses better. But it should not be. And so we have left the original love of the person. But I'll tell you a very good trick. When you love something that somebody gives, it is almost like loving the person. Oh, it's very close. So, you do not see that you no longer love the person. And there is a big difference. That's why you should be careful of all these blessings. I've almost finished preaching, but I'm just coming to one thing. And that thing affects spiritual people. I'm assuming that none of you here are being harassed too much by the love of things. But you have moved to the love of him. It's a switch. How can you say my father is a stone? The stone is my father. You have switched. That's God is explaining. It's like that. Because the house that God has given you cannot keep you alive. It's like saying to the stone, you are my father. It has no power. 
The car that God has given you has no power even to remain new. It has no power to prevent accidents. It has no power to regenerate into a new model after some time. Then there is no, the job that God has given you is not something that you should be fixated about. You have to relax and flow in, and, and rather focus on God, not the things. How can you say to a stone, you are my father. You are the blesser of my life. How can it be possible? But that, that is what my people have said. And that's why he says that. Huh? That is why he said, as a thief that is caught is ashamed, so are my people ashamed. Because they have said to the stone, to the blessing, you, without saying it out loud, that's why they hold on to it so hard. That's why when God calls you, leave that thing. No, it is what has taken care of me. No, I cannot leave it. That's why people cannot come full time. Because they are fixated on something that God gave to them. They feel that that thing is everything. That is nothing. That one is easy, easier to see than what I'm about to say. In conclusion, I'm concluding, I'm ending. When I finish saying what I'm saying, I'll read Songs of Solomon. And when I read Songs of Solomon, we'll be sharing the grace. Are you ready? Forget about physical things. Let us now see some of the spiritual things that God gives us. And you will see that those spiritual things have also power to take your attention from God. Till the point where you find yourself fixated on that thing rather than on God. Don't be offended by the examples that I give because it will affect you. 21 days fasting can replace God Yeah, 21 days of fasting can replace God. Now, you feel that God is fasting. And that when you have fasted, God is with you. And you actually believe that that is equal to God. So, that thing can take the place of God. So now when God is now saying, go here, do this, you cannot. Because you know that God is in the 21 day fasting. And unless I do that, there's no God. And therefore, when God himself is calling, he say, come, let's walk here. Say, no, no, no. I'm fasting, I'm doing something. I'm, doing, I'm very busy. I'm very, very busy. Your prayer, your prayers, your abalabalabalabalaba can become 
the replacement for God, it can never replace the person of God. The church God has given you, the church God has given you, can replace God. Most pastors have suffered from this. The church has replaced God. Instead of God, you have the church. Most of your time is spent with the church rather than with God. Few people are able to see these two things. How you can see that the church has become God to you. Because the time that is spent with the church is more than the time that is spent with God, by far. In fact, God almost is... is he should, look, God, God, could you, keep, could you just look, wait at the back, stop calling me. Stand at the back, please. I'm, I'm with the church. I'm attending to the church. God, wait by the generator. Don't call me till I say, till I finish. I am in the church, dealing with the church. I'm sorting out the church. This is God's work. Forgive. Mercy. The work God has given you in his house can replace God and has replaced God many times. Preaching can replace God. When God is calling, say, can we can we talk? Look, God, I you, you are disturbing. I started a series and I need to finish this series. I'm into certain things. I'm into certain things. And we have turned away from he himself. But it's not easy to see. But I saw it. One day, let me tell you, and that, that is something that has happened with the pastors. As soon as you know a formula, eh, you don't want the person. Is the, this is the thing. As soon as you have a formula, you don't, have, you don't want the person. <laughs> that is why when pastors are not appointed as pastors, they come close. As soon as they see that they have the formula, see you. The person, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. See you soon, you big baboon. Because they've got the formula. Then they become fixated at the last point where they were in touch with the person. Meanwhile, the person has moved to other things. But they are fixated because they became possessed with the thing that the person was doing and showed them. So he himself, when he moves, they don't move because the stone which he created, now they like the stone. So now the stone has become your father. The stone has become the father. So now my father, my father is not the personal, but it is the stone that he created and even gave to you and helped you to see. 
Are you listening? Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. So fixated with the founder. As soon as, oh, it is this book, eh? It is this book, you see. Okay. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. See you soon, you big baboon. Forgive. Now I'm a big baboon. But that is why we never get what we can get. So, you see, it would be better to follow John Wesley himself. You see, for years, I've looked at the Methodist Church and I, I never really got much from the Methodist Church or the Presbyterian Church. And the Presbyterian Church is a classic example. We don't want to deal with a person. But you see, even God, when he's doing something, he deals with only just a person. And God sought for a man. And throughout, you will see God working through a man. Every book in the Bible we read was written by a man. The Bible says, and God did mighty miracles through the hands of Paul. Yes. The hands of Paul, not through the church at large or through the apostles. The books we read in the Bible are about the, there's always a principal man whom God uses. Whether you like it or not, it's a real thing. Huh? Yeah. But churches, which is a, no, 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 no. One day I was in, in, in a meeting with some people in there. We were talking about a car which was going to be bought. What is a car? What is a car? I think it was a Toyota or something. And then the lady made a comment. She said, look, the car should not belong to the pastor. It should belong to the church. And they should write the name of the church on the car. And I was just looking at this lady. I realized that, you see, the church she belonged to has grown to a point where there is nobody who is respected. Or honored for anointing. Anointing comes through somebody. It's not a committee that is formed though. There's nothing like committee for the spread of anointing. It is a person. Yeah. So when you have shifted from the father to the stone. And you say that my father is the stone. It's very funny. You have found the formula. And you have left the person. Behind. Whither is my beloved turn away? One day, well, I was telling you a story. Oh, okay. One day, I formed a group. And after I've done it more than once, I formed a group. And when I finished forming the group, I led the group. The, the members of the group, they did not even know themselves before. They joined the group. And I've done it more than once. I've formed many groups in my life. I've been forming groups. Once I formed a choir called the Lilies. We used to minister in London. 
go from place to place. I played the guitar. I taught them how to sing certain songs. I played the guitar for them. We sang. And I was a, I was a TSA in those days. Do you know TSA? Talented solo artist. Yeah. We used to wear black, black. We were very powerful. Yeah. Anyway. So, I formed a group. I brought this one from here, this one from here, this one from here. It became a powerful fellowship. Then I said to them, work. They worked and the ministry was powerful. After some time, I came back to my beloved friends and I said to them, friends, I've got a new direction. I want to take all of you this way so that we'll go and do a greater work. They, one of them frowned. I was looking at his frown. Hmm? What are you saying? I said, oh, let's go this way. Then they looked at each other. And they said, well, are you sure? But you see, as I look at their hearts, I realize that their hearts had changed. They could not even remember me. I formed a group. In fact, everything they are currently doing, or they were currently doing, it was exactly what I prescribed for them. Now, I've come with a new prescription. You see, that's how God is. He has a new plan. I mean, higher to take us to the next possible highest level. So they look at each other and they said, no. They said, we must meet to discuss. And after a while, I realized they have fallen in love with each other. And with the work they were actually doing at that time. Now, the person himself, who first of all brought, so I reminded them, I said, do you know you did not know this person? And they said, um, I said, you didn't know this one. Do you know you didn't know this one? Do you know that? I knew this one and I knew this one. I I said, come together. And I brought you together. I gathered you together as my chicks and my sheep. And I nurtured you. And I brought you up. And I watered you. And I encouraged you. And then I lifted you up and made you what you were not. And introduced you and no one knew you before. And I left you and I said, be blessed. And then one day I came back. And I said, come. I want to take you another way. They said, no. We don't want you to take us anywhere. We know ourselves well. The stone is now our father. You are not our father. The formula you left us with and the activities you gave us. I said they 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 were possessed with the activities I showed them. Each single, in fact, it was a bit interesting to me. they they, They had not even introduced a new activity apart from one, two, three, four things I've shown them. But you see, all that happened because God wanted to show this to me as how we are with him. That when he has shown us fasting, then now he comes and says, my son, can I take you somewhere? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fasting. 
when he has shown us prayer or something, he said, and he said, I want to show you Bible studies. No, 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 no. You see, we are doing follow-up. We are, we, are, we are doing follow-up. Or maybe he has shown us how to run the church through fellowships and ministry. Now he wants to show us how to run the church through conventions and programs. No, no. We are doing ministries and we are supervising the collapse of the thing fully. And we say, no, you cannot pull me from that. And we have turned aside from, I tell you. So you see that God himself, the things he le- I said, me, that thing, eh? I learned a lesson from it because I realized that the people were not even interested in me. Later on, they told me, you know, when we met, we were few. Now we need more people so that we can discuss. And, and the Lord said to me, their hearts have turned away from you as a person to something else. You can never lead such people. And God then leaves us. Then he goes to find somebody else. Lesser without qualification. Say, okay, you, do you like? That's what has happened with my father. That is why many times you see me going for younger people or strangers or new people. Because the old ones, they have a formula. So if I'm having an impartation service, they will never find themselves here because they know what to do. I've taught them lay people in ministry and I've had meetings with them and I've shown them a synod and this and that and I've finished with them. So if I'm even doing so, so the father crowd may be moving on another route, but now they say that, no, it's not you who is our father. The stone is our father. Oh yeah. <laughs> the stone is our father. I've almost finished preaching and I think it was a good message. And I told you, huh? the book is our father. You've shown us a book. Songs of Solomon chapter 6. I told you we will end in songs. Hey! I say, I look at the people, I said, the people are falling in love with what I showed them all. When I speak, they can't hear. Hey! And that is why I'm saying that, eh? Christ wants us to love him, not anything. Even a good church or a big church or a nice work. Look, my work that I do as a pastor and the people that God has given me. I, I'm, I'm so blessed with the, the fellowship. I mean, look at, the, look at the people that I have had for years. Most people envy the kind of Reverend Sake and Pastor Eddie that I have had all these years. Sometimes when we are moving the sea, three of us will come. God has blessed us and given us even the humility to live together and stay together for all these years. It's such a blessing. But you see, we cannot fall in love with that. Do you understand? And leave God after God has brought you this far. You cannot. If he, has, if he says, do something, you can't say, oh, I want to have this. Do you understand? Stay with the fellowship rather than to stay with God. Or with what he wants you to do. It's easy to fall in love with the good things that he shows us. Even the activities, the methods, the strategies, the formulae. And then one day God comes and says, okay, my son, Atu, I've got a new thing. Do you see? And he said, Atu says, you know, you got a new thing. But you see, that one day I went somewhere to a country. And I said, all the pastors 
I, t- I told them, I'll meet them. But there was a particular pastor, he was at another section. So I called for him and I said, look, I'll land in your country for this number of hours. After that, I will be out of range. Come, I need to see you. So when I landed at 2 o'clock, I said, oh, this brother will be here by 6. So I waited, 6, no sign, 7, no sign, 8, no sign, 9, no sign, 10, no sign, 11, 11 p.m., no sign. I, mean, I was checking out around midnight out of the system. So I took a phone and I called. When I called his house, his wife answered. I said, oh, where is uh, brother so-and-so? He said, oh, he's gone out. Then as I was talking on the phone, ah, he's just coming in. So, and, and the wife said, oh, he has not been well anyway, but he went out. So if I, when I came, I, I asked the pastor, I said, is brother so-and-so coming to meet me or not? He said, oh, he's not been well. So, I, I'm not sure. So, when I called at 11 o'clock, and I said, ah, the man who is not well has gone out, he's now coming at 11 o'clock. Which sickness is that? Which other meeting can you know? What is more important? The church you are doing, am I not the one who sent you? The, the things you are doing, the things you are preaching, am I not the one who showed you? I say, come, I want to see you, I want to talk to you. You have two important, you have a commitment to the one who sent you more than the people you are sent to. But unfortunately, we become more committed to the ones and we fall in love with them and we say, the stone is my father. So I spoke to the brother, I said, brother, I didn't see now, my friend was a meeting now, Umba, I didn't. Then he said, oh, somebody in the church Something happened serious in the family. So I had to go and see the person. I said, what serious thing is that? I said, I have come. I said, come and meet me. Then, then, then he was giving a excuse. No, you see, and I said, this is Then he reached a certain level. Then he himself came and he said, listen, no. he said, when you teach us to do something, we are talking about pastoral work now. Caring, loving, visiting, visitation, anointing, laying hands. Listen to his words. When you teach us to do something and we are doing it, then you call us to come for meetings and other things. That's what he told me. I said, what do you mean? When I tell you to do something, if I have told you and I am the one who taught you visitation, the importance of visitation, carry for the members and so on, and I say I have come and I say come for, what I'm going to tell you is more important than that person that you are going to visit. You see, but all these experiences, they are just windows for us to see. When God says, I need to see you, and say, I am busy, I am visiting. God, wait, wait, and don't call God, don't call me till I have finished what I'm doing. Don't, don't be calling too much. Don't call too much. You are interrupting. You taught us to fast. When we are fasting, you say we should stop. The brother told me when you teach us what to do and we are doing, then you, you come with another thing that we should do. It's unfortunate. But you see, this is, we are all guilty of this. How many realize that we are guilty of this? Yeah. It's no 
preaching to strangers and preaching to us. I'm starting with myself. That's why when these things happen, I just try to reverse and look at myself in the whole picture. That's why it's like a revelation to me. And now you are now not interested in the person. Well, he was now not interested in me. He was interested in the church he was doing. And he did not have a relationship with me. Angels don't have a certain relationship with God. That's why they rebelled. They, they never call God Lord God or Jehovah. They call him Elohim. Yeah, it, you, you only call a person, you only say the Lord God. Even Adam and Eve, when the devil asked, has God said, she answered, she answered Elohim has said. She didn't use the original, how you would talk about your father. She didn't use that word. She used another official word. My boss said, did the boss say, said, the boss said, no more care, this and that. At first, he was daddy, but now the old man or the boss. So when the devil comes, the boss says, oh, the boss said. That's why even sometimes those times, they don't matter, but sometimes they also reflect something. Hmm. I told you that I'm ending. Whither is thy beloved gone? Where? Whither? Oh, thou fairest among women. Eh? Whither is thy beloved turned aside? Look, Reverend Saki, are you seeing that my beloved has turned aside? Whither has my beloved turned aside? My beloved has turned aside. That's why I started by saying my message is called the shameful beloved who has turned aside. When we were all loving the person, now you have found a stone or an activity or something to do, a formula, and now that thing is now greater than God. How difficult it it was for me to stop preaching here on Sunday mornings and visit my churches. And people who have... I mean, and later on when I started, I was thinking, when you send somebody to start a church and you don't visit the person even once and the person has left everything that the person does in this life, has left his job, has left his school, has left his future and has carried his whole family to some town somewhere and based on what you have inspired the person to do and you will never even darken the doorway of the person's house to stand and say, this is my beloved son and I'm happy with him and may God bless him over there. Oh, I saw how serious it was. But it was difficult for me to leave the church because all I know for years is how to be here. Even when they invite me in, in, abroad and so on, I will, if I fly, if so I'll fly land Saturday night, midnight, I will come to church on Sunday, 6.30. Because all I know is to be here. It's a, it's a, it, it is like a something. Oh. So when God, when God didn't sense, when God, when God was opening a door for me in South America, I said no. Because the time the guy invited me, that's the time that we did fasting, 21 days. So when he invited me, I said no, I, I cannot. Meanwhile, that was where I was going to see the dead race. All the miracles I saw, it was there. From there, he opened the door for me to go to Argentina. He said, I've got a friend in Argentina. Go and pray. I preach in the biggest churches in Argentina. 
biggest, most famous, one of the churches, Benny Hinn's friend, through him that I even went to sit on stage at Benny Hinn's conference. He just called them and said, oh, go there. Bolivia, Paraguay, this, that, I've, all the countries. It was that, but I said, no, I am fasting. You see, there's something, fa- I'm into 21 day fasting from January 7th. I cannot be there. It cannot, it can never have, because I've seen something. Whither is my beloved turned aside? Aside! You should see them. Anointing free people. Long ago, they became fixated at the place where they parted with the one who started, who was leading them. They are fixated to the point where he left them and parted company with them. Oh, you don't get the message. I said they are fixated at the point where they parted company with the person. That same point. Hmm? Are we there? Whither is my beloved turned aside that we may seek him with thee? Now, my beloved is gone down into his garden to the beds of spices to feed in the gardens and to gather lilies. <laughs> huh? He has given himself to lilies, spices, and gardens that he has formed. Then, the, the one who is writing freak out. Do you understand when I say somebody has freaked out? He has freaked out. He freaked out and he said, I am my beloved. And my beloved is mine. Eh? But what is he doing? He is feeding among the lilies. <laughs> Is feeding among the lilies. Meanwhile, I am my beloved. And my beloved is mine. But what is he doing? Feeding among the lilies. They are ten aside. With that is my beloved ten aside. May you, may you never turn aside. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters. As for anointing, eh, it does not come from a church. I have watched, I was telling you, John Wesley, I've watched the Methodist church. It was when I decided to find out about the man himself. I became charged. One, one time, I don't know if it was last year. I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Just last year, just a year. I was in South Africa reading about John Wesley and his life. Oh, you see, there are, there are two ways for somebody to minister to you. One is from his life, one is from his his, his sayings. David, for instance, his life will minister to you. But Solomon, it's not his life, it's his writings. He wrote about 3,000 proverbs. You, read, you benefit from his writings, but his life is very short. It's the writing of his life, about three chapters or four chapters. But he wrote thousands of proverbs and songs. 1,005 songs. Do you see? Yeah. So David, you learn from his life. Solomon, you learn from his writings. Amen. A wise man writes. Amen. Are you there? Are you listening? Are you listening to what I'm sharing? Yeah. I am my beloved's. And my beloved is mine. But he's feeding 
among the ladies. Forgive. May God help us to love him. Anointing is not by formula or by church. It's by a person. And that person is in touch with God personally. May you have that anointing and grace to see and understand. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. How many are blessed tonight? Are you sure you are blessed? Do you feel the message applies to you? Huh? Whither is my beloved turn aside? Feeding among the lilies. As for me, I know the anointing is a person. When I went to Kenneth Higgins, um, uh, ministry in Tulsa, I was not interested in the administration of the ministry. And I was not even interested in the church. I went to see. I I had no interest in it. I was not even interested in the son. The son has built a picture. That's why I, I... that's why I haven't gone back. I don't know what can carry me there. Although the sun is there and the church is there, I don't know what will take me there. Because my interest was in the person called Kenneth Hagen. Yeah. And, and those who know anointing, for instance, they, had, they used to have two programs. One was called Ministers, um, Ministers, um, Ministers seminar, ministers, ministers something program. And then they had another one, winter Bible seminar. One day I met Marilyn Hickey. And she told me, she said, oh, me, I go for the winter Bible seminar. Because that's when Papa Higgins speaks himself. (laughs) Nobody else speaks. He's the only one who speaks. That's when I go. The other one, other people speak. And me to have made the mistake of going to the other one. So I switched. So I'm also switching to the one that he speaks is they call it Winter Bible Seminar. That's what he's the even though there's the church is there, he speaks in the church. And you see pastors coming. The pastors have their eyes have open for anointing. They know that the thing is related to a person. Bam. So when I was even giving an offering, I was not interested in the church. I had no interest. My, my offering, the real one, I didn't give it to the church. When they were passing, I just passed the Bible. The big offering that was in my boy, it was for the man. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm after something. I'm not just I'm moving around. You have, you have to, Paul said, we don't beat uncertainly. Fighting the air. Find the target. <laughs> People don't, people don't understand anointing. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. With that is thy beloved turn aside. You have now fallen in love with the institution. 
and the buildings and the things around the ministry. What do you think? Hmm? You can never compare the Methodist Church and John Wesley. They are totally different things. Totally. Totally. Many of them became fixated at the point when he died up till today. It's what they are doing when he died. And no, na omuye. What they were, what he was doing then. And you know why recently they started having uh, crusades? Do you remember when Lawrence Tetter came to Ghana? They preached and they had crusades. You know why they did? Because the one who was the president or the bishop of the Methodist Church said that that is what John Wesley was doing. He was preaching open air. He was a crusader. He was a preacher. And most of his campaigns were outdoor, open. So let's follow our leader. Can you not already see that if they are to follow even the person, even as he's dead, they are likely to be anointed. Other than following formally. Benny Hinn. He said, he there. He doesn't see people preaching. When people preach, he doesn't see what they are saying. So he goes to listen to Catherine Kuya. That somebody who died in 1972. Those are the tapes that he has. Oh, fully, fully. And no, that's what pours oil on his head. While some of you are discarding tapes and clearing your house of messages and precious things. He is keeping his a big man. There is nobody in this world who when he goes to a country he will be met as though Jesus Christ himself had come like Benihin. There is no one in that category apart from Benihin that I know in the whole wide world that his arrival in any town will cause the largest gathering of human beings. And yet he knows he said he, said he had a dream. In the dream Catherine Kuman took his hand and led him into a room. He went, he went into a room. He said, that's what made him know that God is going to, God is blessing through the woman. And led him into a room. I hope I don't mix the details. I maybe I'll fix it. And when he got into the room, uh, Oh, he, he went into a room and he saw Catherine Kuman. Catherine Kuman took his hand, led him into the next room, about three rooms, led him into the next. When he got into the room, Jesus was there. And she handed him over to Jesus. Then Jesus, listen, then Jesus took his hand and took him into the next room. When they got into the next room, there was a person in the room with a wheelchair. And Jesus said to him, Do it! Do it! That was the end. Wait! So he saw that the thing that he was going into, it was through the woman. <laughs> so he said, is it the woman? She's his father. He said, he's maybe a female, but she's his father. <laughs> she's my father. 
<laughs> it's great. Oh. Unless you, 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 you have your form love and affection. That's why some people, he went to um, Catherine Kuman's grave and he went to kneel down and pray that people were facing him about it. Me, when I went to John Wesley's grave, I wanted to kneel down and pray. It is a secret even where his bones are. You don't believe the Bible. Where the bones of such an anointing is. Apart from the first church, the early church, which church has spread to the whole world like this? What type of grace was he carrying? I felt like praying there. Ah. I feel anointing. Come on now. You stay with your institutionalized whatever. Be following things. Like somebody said, somebody said, I want to give an offering. The, the, man, the man of God told me, you may go and give the offering to the church and get a receipt. Or you may bring it and get a blessing. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Oh, what I'm saying uh, is very hard, very hard and very difficult, you know. Some of you are here only because you're supposed to meet with me after church. That's the only reason why you're here. But you don't love me or my ministry or the call of my life. You don't love, and so you can't easily get certain things. The thing is love, or you're here because they've, they've called you to come or for some exam or something. Just finish the service and clear off. It's not the same as love. And it is lovers who get something. Amen. I don't know whether you can receive what I'm saying. I don't know how deep you are spiritually or what you are here for. But I pray that the beloved one will be yours. Jesus, God, the beloved, lift your hands. Oh, thank you, Lord. Whither is my beloved turned aside? Where has my beloved gone? Now calling the stone my father. Something without life and something without energy something that was created you have become fixated to it mercy father we want to give you thanks for obedience to you and to you alone cannot be compared with any activity on this earth loving you cannot be exchanged for any set of activities or programs following you being close to you cannot be exchanged for anything please help us Lord Jesus 
Please, Lord, help us, Lord. We ask you, please let us love you. Let us be close to you. Let us know you. Lord, we want to know you better. We want to love you better. Thank you for all the great ministries and movements and churches and things you have given us. And the nice people that we know. The nice work you've given us, Lord. And the nice activities we are involved with, Lord. It's so nice, Lord. But Lord, we are asking that these will never replace you. That these will never be exchanged for knowing you and for loving you. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We don't love the church. We love you, Lord. We don't love your work. We love you, Lord. We don't love the things you give us. We love you. Oh, God, forgive us for loving things. Things that are meaningless, formless, and lifeless. Let us not worship even angels. And supernatural beings and supernatural experiences and things. May we love you. Lift your hands and just receive his grace right now. Receive the blessings of the Lord. Oh God. Just taking a deep breath right now and receive. Receive, 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 receive. Oh Father, thank you. We receive your grace this evening. We see, just take it in. Those of you listening, radio, listening, internet, listening, CDs, receive now God's love. Turn your heart one more, one more time to Him. Should He say to you, Come, my son, sit down. I would like to talk with you. Please open your heart and be open. Should He say to you something different from what He said to you last year? Please be open. Don't be fixated with last year's messages and last year's activities. Open your heart. Open your heart. Open your heart. Follow him. Do not be fixated with 10 years ago things, activities, life as it was 10 years ago. But be fixated. With he who has called you and he who has loved you and he who holds the power to continue to love you and he who holds the power to continue to bless you. Receive it, one. Take it, two. Take it, three. Jesus. Shambes Medicos. Take it four now. Thank you, Jesus. Be blessed by Jehovah. Be blessed by the Lord. I sense a certain closeness. God is bringing, I sense the Lord standing by you. Everybody just embrace the Lord to your heart. Just receive him, Jesus. Let him be a personal friend to you. Let him be a personal relation to you from today. Know him as a person. Talk to him as a person that is real. 
Let him be real to you. Let him be dear to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your special love. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we'll never stop loving you. We'll never stop loving you. We'll never stop loving you. You cannot be replaced by anything. We'll never stop loving you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know a song will never stop loving you? Is there a song like that? Sing it. No, 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 no. All right. stop loving him. I will never stop loving him. Mm. And I will never I'll never stop loving him with you, brother. He's been good loving the Lord with you all these years. Oh my Somebody who also loves the Lord like the way you love the Lord. Sing it. I will never stop loving him. I will never stop loving him. Come on. All my sins he washed away on Calvary. I will never stop loving him. How many are never going to stop loving him? Sing it, Grace. I will never stop loving him. Come on. I will never stop loving him. Oh, my sins he washed away on Calvary. I will never stop loving him. Hallelujah. 
Are you glad? Are you excited? Never stop loving him. Never stop loving him. There's nothing much we can do or contribute. Let's just never stop loving him. Because he's everything. Find somebody for this life with whom you can join to love him. And just force yourself to love him. Amare, force yourself to be among the lovers of the Savior and the lovers of the Master. There is not much you can do for God, but you can love Him. Angels cannot love Him. Zombies cannot love Him. Robots cannot love Him. But you can love Him. You know you can program your computer to talk. And you can program your, program, your, your computer to say, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Do you think God likes that? He prefers when you say, Hallelujah. And he prefers when you say, I'll never stop loving. I will never stop loving him. Oh no. I will never stop loving him. Come on. For all my sins he washed away on Calvary. I will never stop loving him. We will never stop loving him. We will never Come on, join him. Loving you. We will never stop loving him. All our sins he washed away. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.